lucky number seven. And that's so perfect because uh, we're doing it a little different this time. But let's start out with the introduction. In this day and age, marketing is storytelling. And for us, that means finding what's truly unique about the business and the people behind it to make sure that story is heard. We are inspired and we hope to inspire you with the purpose, ideas, and innovation of business owners who are the heartbeat of every neighborhood, town, and city across this country. And I'm Kristen, one of the co-founders of Inspired Vibe, and we provide marketing, design, social media, and event production to businesses and community organizations. And I'm going to introduce my partner, Amber. She's online. Hi. And also Katie. Katie is our resident social media strategist, and she's a former corporate business analyst who has a passion for helping small businesses succeed with social media. And last week, we came up with the idea to talk a bit about our own journeys in business. So we're going to interview each other. I couldn't be more excited about this. And we're going to start out with Amber, who has a question for Katie. Ooh. Hi, Katie. Hello. Well, this is really exciting because I was like, of all the things I could ask Katie, am I going to ask her something personal? Am I going to ask her something professional? And I think it's great we're doing this because it'll allow us to be on the hot seat answering a question, right? Because we don't give our guests the questions before they come on, even though we've talked about potentially doing that, but I feel like we get the most authentic, candid version of an answer when somebody <clears throat> hasn't had the chance to prepare it. But being that we put people in this wildly uncomfortable position, we thought, why not put ourselves in that position this week and see how it feels? <laughs> Katie, are you ready for my question? I'm actually nervous. I don't know. I'm a planner. I like to know what's coming my way. And I don't know. It's really cute, actually, because I can see that you're nervous. Like you have a little bit of a different <laughs> body language right now. I was like, nervous. I'm nervous too. Switching. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Let's hear it. Katie. Tell us about a personal experience you've had in your life that changed or shaped the way that you do things professionally. Ooh, that's a tough one. We're going to dive right into it, aren't we? Um, and don't forget, if you need time to think and you take a big, long pause, I cut that pause out, girlfriend, in I, editing. Yeah, there, I feel like I have a few to choose from, but I mean... There's the obvious one of having kids, but I think what's been probably more so for me was I was working for the big corporate enterprise that I worked for for almost a decade. I had two small kids. I was working part-time technically, but working quite a bit. And my kids were about two and four. And my husband, his work actually sent him to do a program at USC. And so he moved to downtown LA for about half a year and he lived there. So he was living in this bachelor apartment and I was sitting at home with two kids trying to manage my pretty high stress role at the time. I was traveling a bit for work. I was getting help from family, but it was pretty rough. And I think it was during those first few months I managed it but I was pretty miserable and I was definitely not taking care of myself and I dealt with anxiety during it. I mean, it was a tough period. I was super proud of my husband and supportive of him, but 
it was really tough. And so I think in dealing with that and talking with him, it made me probably realize that was not the life I wanted to live. And I realized that high stress corporate world and how it made me feel about myself, how it made me deal with the needs of my family, it was just not working for me. And so during that time period, I did a lot of reading, a lot of research, and I dug deep and realized I wanted to do something on my own. I wanted to, more than anything else, help people. I wanted to be home more with my kids, but I wanted to fill my own cup. I'm an overachiever. I'm constantly pouring from an empty cup and or attempting to. And I had nothing left to pour out at that point. My husband and I decided what's really important to us and what's not. And even though I loved my job, the company I worked for was amazing. It was not filling my cup up for me. And the actions I I was taking were not filling it up. And so I had to make some really hard choices about what that life was going to look like for us. You guys posted about this the other day. What did I want my life to look like? What was I passionate about what did I feel like I could really like help contribute and I had a couple of reasons right here to help me get to that point (laughs) my son here so I think it just it was such like a big couple of months there but it really helped me to refocus and figure out what I wanted to do and he's gonna just join me now and it couldn't be better timing right (laughs) absolutely that was perfect and Does that also shape who you work with or how does that shape how you work with them? Everything. I actually had this experience. I've told you guys about this like last week where I had a potential client I was talking with and I pretty quickly realized it wasn't going to help me fill my cup necessarily. It wasn't going to bring me joy and it wasn't going to be something that would allow me to prioritize the way I wanted to live my life, then I just can't work with those people. It just is what it is. Like I, that's not something I'm willing to compromise on. I think that's probably why I have typically gravitated to working with women because women tend to understand the complexities of all of this. They understand that life is not so straightforward and there's interruptions and things that you have to attend to and different priorities. And not that men don't understand that as well. Um, but I think I connect with women understanding that and it's definitely led me to make a few hard choices about who I work with and how we work together. And they have to be okay with interrupt, you know, regular interruptions if we're going to work together. But it's been fun to, to find people that are in a, you know, some similar kind of a boat or are just so understanding like you guys of what life really looks like. And so I think it's, it's given me so much clarity, like over the last few years of narrowing down, like what that client looks like, what my type of work looks like, what my day to day looks like. And again, the last few months being in this weird fishbowl has made it even more so important to really know exactly how I want to work and exactly who I want to work with. And it, It does change over time too, I've noticed, but it's been helpful to have that perspective a little bit. I love that. Chris and I, we already talked about that even this morning, working with people who are a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them. That's really key, both for where we're at in the growth of our company, because Mm -hmm. like you said, that may change, but right now we have a pretty good idea of who that is. And I don't, I mean, 
there's been so many successful people who've said one of the best things you can do for your own personal fulfillment, for your financial fulfillment, is to learn how to say no. And Kristen and I, I mean, she, she could write a book on the things that she said no to as we've reshaped this business to fit both what we want and I think what we can do, do really well for other people. Right, Kristen? I love that. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Now I am fully nervous. I'm fully nervous. Yes, because we were talking about this on our podcast prep call on Friday and you immediately jumped in and said, I'm going to take Amber. And this is the girl who knows more about me than anyone on the planet. If she knows more about me, that means it's one of two things. Either she's dug deep to try and unearth something that she doesn't already know, which is going to be that gives me my own set of anxiety, or she's going to make me talk about something which is more likely that she does know that I'm going to cry and she's going to cry and we're all going to be crying. All right. What you okay. Number one, I am not Katie Couric. <laughs> Number two, this is a safe space, ladies. It's a safe space. No one's going to get outed. <laughs> No, I actually, there are so many questions that I could ask you because I, like you said, I do know you very well and I do know your journey and it is very interesting, but I wanted to think about what would possibly be um, and interesting to our listeners and also Katie. I feel inspired, period. I mean, just like so much more inspired probably than anything else by the idea of somebody deciding to go into business for themselves and step out of corporate America, which you both did, which I did as well, and take a chance on you and building a business around what you're gifted at and how you can help others and how you can make a contribution to your community and the world and those around you. And then feeling strong enough and, and courageous enough to do it on your own and not for someone else. So you know where I'm going, Amber. So my question to you is how do you look at life differently as a business owner as compared to how you looked at life working for a business owner? You worked for founders, venture capitalists. You worked for, you worked as a COO. Um, you worked for CEOs, you became a CEO, but you always worked for someone else's dream and someone else's venture. And how do you look at life differently now as your own business owner? Oh man, that, that's a good question. See, <laughs> oh, I think there's a couple of things. The first one is, and I'm going to start out Katie Couric and I'm going, I'm going deep girlfriend. I had a dream a couple years ago. <clears throat> that I died in my dream, but I, but I knew I was going to die. I had two weeks to kind of review my life. And the dream was so real when I woke up and I only had the things that I regretted or that I thought I was going to regret. I, I didn't, but, but I remember being deeply upset that I hadn't used my skills and experience to make a, a more lasting impact on the world. And that stuck with me. And I realized as long as I was always building someone else's definition of community or corporation or 
whatever it may be, success, financial success, that I was always going to be limited. So how that's changed now, I think we all have a definition of excellence in the way that we want to treat others and the way that we want to see communities built in the way that we want to care for our families. And that's okay. That's what makes us great. But I think the true purpose in life is when you're pursuing and building what is your own definition of excellence. And it's incredibly gratifying to wake up every day and know that I am building and shaping something within my own ideals. And it really, as a business owner, it forces you to define what those ideals are. What matters to me? How much character and integrity can I bring to something that I'm working on? I stayed as a number two for 20 years because it was a safe space. It took me 20 years of being a number two to incredibly brilliant people, some crazy people along the way, but because it was a safe place, because I, it's kind of like the buck never stopped here. Although it did when you're operations, it definitely does when you're a COO, it definitely does when you're a CEO. But for all intents and purposes, really, you're still building someone else's initiatives. I wasn't making the initiatives. I wasn't making the final call. And I finally, like you, Kristen, a couple of years ago when I had that dream, as you did recently said, man, how much of a runway do I have left in this lifetime? And I, you met with that moment of, I, I don't want to waste the time that I have. So looking at things differently as a business owner, it's, I want to make sure that I hope this is one of the last chapters of my professional career. I do not want to be one of those people that is, has three other chapters after this. I want this to be my retirement plan. I want this to be the final chapter, but I'm writing it versus playing a role in somebody else's narrative as I spent for the most of my career. And again, I was certainly later in that, that those years, I was able to do a lot within my own definition, but never under 100% of my control, especially when it comes to treating people. I would say that that's probably in my personal viewpoint, whether it's a client, whether it's someone who works for us, I treasure that person, I honor that person, I'm there to support that person. I'm there to also hold that person accountable and lift them up and build them up. But I have a very high expectation for how people should be treated in professional environments because we spend so much of our time at work because sometimes we spend more time with people we work with than the people that we live with or our friends. So I just, I really think it's important in, in how you treat people. I think it's the absolute hallmark of one's character is how you treat those people. Clients, employees, colleagues, business partners, and everyone in between. So that's probably the biggest difference is I get to set those ground rules now that I've never been able to do before. Wow. Did Katie Couric ever get by one of her interviewer, interviewees and her <laughs> tear up? I don't know. <laughs> I it definitely got I me because I was just going to say it makes me realize well, I, it could be my follow-up question, but I kind of want to answer it for you as your best friend and business partner. <laughs> I feel like one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing that you love about what we do, what we do as a business and which has evolved 
since you've come on board, obviously, it went from events to now events and marketing um, and branding, I feel is almost like a, 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 an element in and of itself, even though it falls underneath marketing, because we do such a deep dive with, with branding. But I feel like one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing that you love about what we do is that you get the opportunity to treat people how they deserve to be treated, that you get to cherish their dream, their aspirations, their passion for what they do. You get to shine a light on that. I know that's not your favorite phrase, but you get to shine a light on that and you get to draw it out and you get to share it with the world. And that makes people feel special, you know? And I see that in how we've worked with the different clients that we've worked with, that you really love that part of, of what we do. Am I right? I do. And I talk about doing things differently. You and I get to set the terms on who we work with right now. And when it comes to character, when it comes to integrity, when it comes to really having a personal initiative to make things better around them. You don't need to go out and cure poverty or <laughs> fix the world's water problems, but just live from a place of what am I doing on a daily basis that's adding value to someone else's life? Even if you're only working in a team of five people and you, you work with 10 total clients, you and I just, if we can work with anybody, we need to see that personal interest in wanting to make things better around them and I believe that's because you and I both say, hey, we have this runway left of our life. We don't know how long it is, but we know it's not infinite. And what can we do every day with the choices we make in our own business? And, and by that being the clients we work with, to put our skills and experience in a place, working with them, that's going to further that person's efforts that are driven by a need or a desire to want to improve the life of those around them. For me, if we get in five, 10, 15 years into this, we're retired, we can look back and we can say, wow, we took a gigantic megaphone to that person's initiative, that person's drive. And I can put my head on the pillow every night going, I made a difference. I had an opportunity to make a difference and I made a difference and bring us back to that dream that I had. That was my biggest concern when I woke up that I hadn't done enough to make a difference. Again, it doesn't need to be a Nobel prize winning difference, just a difference enough for me to say, I applied effort to do it in a way that improved the lives of others. And for me as a business owner, that's what matters most. I love that. <laughs> that is so well said, Amber. Can I say I'm not your client, but I work with you. I obviously talk with you guys all the time and working in you, you both show character and integrity and everything that you do. The fact that before I had even met you in person, I got that from you, Amber, just in your emails and texts, you care and you can, you show that so well and it makes people want to work with you, but also what a great example that sets because for me, looking at personally at, at other businesses and other people I might have to work with, I know what it could be. You're such a good role model for that for me as I am a little bit newer in my business and it makes me know a little bit more of like, 
well, that's great. Like that's the kind of person I want to be. And that's the kind of person I want to work with too. So thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Did you have any, Katie Kirk, did you have any follow-up questions or are you ready for Katie to uh, hit you with her question? Hit me. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Okay, Kristen, you have been, how long have you been in business? This is not my real question, but <laughs> five years. Five years? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you started out, you built your business on events. And I was with you, funny enough, at a brewery when we, when this all started going down and we started hearing about a little bit more of the repercussions from the COVID-19 impact. And you got a text or maybe it was a call saying that the first event that you'd been planning was going to be put on hold indefinitely, I think at that point. So I know that you guys had pivoted and started to diversify your business several months ago, but knowing the event side is where you built yourself up and where you had spent all this time and effort, how did that make you feel as a business owner seeing all this hard work and not knowing where it was going to land? And then also having gone through that, what would be your advice to other business owners who've been in a similar boat or have had something like that happen to them as well? Well, how did I feel? I think that in some ways I, I have to make sure that I allow myself to feel, but at the same time also don't feel too much because I am a very emotional person. Amber will attest to that. Literally, if it, if it can bring a tear to your eye on TV or in a commercial or a podcast, I will have tears in both eyes. I am a very emotional person and I also do take things personally um, and have to work through that. I do, but that's because everything I do, it is because my heart is full and it just pours out of that. Um, putting my heart into everything when something is taken away, it hits me pretty hard. And I will get a little spiritual because I am also a very spiritual person, but it's, I do feel very strongly that God has guided me through my life and through my business. And sometimes I don't pay attention and ignore it. And then other times I do take the guidance and then he provides me with something that I couldn't even imagine. And there's no way I could have orchestrated it. Just like you, Katie, there's no way we didn't, we didn't seek you out. You know, you, you came out of nowhere for us. And, you know, I just believe that's my personal belief is that, you know, God can put things into place in your life to nudge you in the right direction and a direction where what he has planned for you is much better than anything you could have imagined. And that happened with Amber as well. And so with having that as my faith, even getting that email and that phone call, I knew that, okay, there must be something better in store. Let's just keep moving forward because I think that's true with anything in your life. When you don't have control, um, you have to draw on whatever it is that helps you, whatever tools that you've been taught to cope with what's not within your control or your faith or take it one step at a time. What's your advice to others who've been in kind of that similar boat either with the situation now or they 
worked so hard on all these things that got maybe canceled or something didn't work out similar to the event side for you? I can say that I've just learned to not hold things too tightly because the rug does get ripped out from under, under you in life. It does happen. If you've held onto something very tightly and it gets taken away, then um, you're going to feel like you're left with nothing. But that's never, ever true. And that's happened to me in my life many, many times. We always have other opportunities in front of us. And I think we always have a choice to our dust ourselves off and to move forward. Now, do I love doing events? Absolutely. It's in my blood. I really love creating gatherings that are different and unique and that inspire people, hence the name of the business. It'll always be that way. But there's other things that we're good at that we can offer to people to enrich their businesses and enrich their journey as well, which all three of us have already talked about here, that that's why we do what we do. We were lucky enough to have our path brought us to that point where we realized, let's add this in as an, as an additional source of revenue in our business. And by the way, it's not that far of a stretch. We're promoting across the board. We're promoting events. Now we're promoting businesses and we're promoting individuals who have a personal brand. That's what we love doing. And then we realized, wait, we were doing this back in our twenties when we were promoting parties at bars. It's just, part of what we love to do. Thank you. That was great advice. Every business that we've talked to has had to be constantly looking, what can I do different? What can I do next? And the diversification part, that's going to like that same process you guys went through is something that I think businesses are probably going to do a lot more now, looking at your core skills and what you can offer that's valuable to others too. So that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually you made me think of something else too. We are now kind of looking at things, especially in the middle of coronavirus, we're looking at things, Amber and I together as, as with a lens of what should we be doing? And then we also do give it to the filter of what can we do? We're not going to just because we think we should be doing something. We're not going to put the pressure on ourselves to go full throttle and sacrifice our personal lives and our health to make sure that it's being done just because we should be doing it. But if we think we should be doing it, how do we start incorporating that into our day-to-day -day and looking at the schedule that we've got for the week? We just did it this morning and deciding, okay, when can I start working in an hour at a time of each of those things in a, a way that makes sense and doesn't stress us out too much? But as far as advice to business owners, I think something we've recently learned was we do a weekly meeting with each other on Monday mornings to uh, talk about priorities for that week. And that is super helpful to me. And I think will be helpful to any business owner because it can be overwhelming being a business owner. It's very helpful to me that we go through and we prioritize because in my mind, and I think this is true. I don't think I'm the only one here. In my mind, everything has to be done right now. And if it doesn't get done right now, tonight when I go to bed, I'm going to worry about the things that I didn't get done. And then in the morning, I'm going to be overwhelmed. Where do I start? I still got to do yesterday's stuff. And now I got to do today's stuff too. Prioritizing is really good because it allows you to tell yourself, I'm going to be okay if that doesn't get started on until Wednesday, or that doesn't get started on until next week, because that's not actually my top priority. It's important that I get this done first. That can wait, but you still got it on the list. So you know that it's not going to get forgotten. It's just going to wait for you until you're ready to get it done. So I think that really helps with the, the overwhelming 
part of being a business owner. And she puts a lot of things as a priority. We just space them out in a much more healthy way. <laughs> All right. Well, let's quick fire end this with Katie in a minute or less. What keeps you inspired? I, I, my answer changes every day, but today I've had so many great conversations with all of my, I call them mom hustlers, all of my friends <laughs> who happen to be moms and they have gone off and started this business of their own. And I know so many of them, and I happen to have talked to a lot of them this week. They inspired me from the beginning to even start my business. And they continue to inspire me as they pivot and change and get creative during this weird, weird time. That's awesome. Kristen Joy, what keeps you inspired? I am so inspired and always have been by people's stories, like what they're passionate about, what drives them, what motivates them. It fills me up to hear, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, one of our clients, it's, it's their family owned business that was started by the grandfather and his original vision for that business. It, it, it's at the forefront of the family members who are running that business now this is the forefront of their minds, I would say, every day when they come in. That's so inspiring to me. And when we get to talk to on our podcast here, the business owners, they're always so inspiring to me. And the things that they say, they stick in my head. And I remember them as little nuggets that inspire me throughout the day, you know. So it is people and, and people's passion and then them, them actually taking that and following into a dream of owning their business. That's really inspiring. You took mine. That's not fair. Give it an amber spin. I guess I could, yeah. I guess I could add to that to say that I love people's testimony, their personal testimony. It's actually, I think we're all saying a lot of the same thing, right? With even what you said with the mom hustlers, Katie. I heard on a podcast today, someone said, the mess is the message. And she said, the most compelling, most interesting thing that you tell about yourself is when you're telling it and the other person leans in and says, really? And their eyes get really big. And oftentimes that's something that you've been through, right? So the mess is the message, but that's what creates a connection between you and a person. And with our clients, especially with our approach, I, I don't think clients are really ready for the deep dive that Chris and I take them on their why, why they started, why they picked this field. We go way back. We go way back to when they were making decisions about going to college and different life experiences they had that led them to decide a certain way or to do a certain thing. So it's, it's definitely those, those, those testimonies of a person's journey and then visually and verbally creating the pieces. That's obviously fonts and, you know, hex codes are my love language. Let's just be real. I love that part. <laughs> Katie, your children have been so patient. So I feel like it's time for us to wrap this up. Can I just share with you guys the note that they just left me? This yes. is like a, um, to be continued. You're, the note says, we started baking cupcakes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, mm -mm. <laughs> so let's, I'm going to let you all know what I am walking into when I go downstairs right now, but I can't wait to see it. But we're going to need an update on that one. I'll take pictures, assuming that there's a need to. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. This was fun. Thanks. Super fun. To do this again. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.